Hello, everyone, and welcome to World Control Report Podcast. Episode 95. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games. I've actually been playing video games this week that aren't multiplayer things. Um, you know, I'm still working on God Eater 2. There's nothing really new there. I think God Eater 2 is pretty much at where it's going to stay at this point. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it much on the podcast. I can't recall, but basically it's it, it's a little grind heavy. You have to level up certain attacks and skills and stuff in that game, but you can only equip one of them at once, which is kind of a shame. And then also um, um, you have to like do very specific things to level them up. It's not very specific. A lot of it's just like hit the enemy, but some of them are like, oh, hit the enemy in its weak point and stuff and and like hit them with the five hit combo to level it up and things like that it's uh yeah i don't i don't know i i i think god eater 2 is a perfectly fine game and i like that it's different from god eater in terms of like some of its baseline mechanics the original or sorry not really the original god eater but god eater resurrection the third remake of god eater (laughs) um which adds a lot of like really neat status effects kind of stuff that you do basically in the original god eater you would like layer on different buffs to yourself about five of them depending on how you were biting the enemy with your god arm thing um where in in uh god eater 2 um rage burst uh it's pretty much only so far it's only been like two different types of bites and it doesn't really matter how you bite the enemy it just is a like baseline effect that applies to you um that change doesn't change between how you eat the enemy or anything like that um so more more of the customization comes from leveling these things called blood arcs and things like that so i don't really have have any more to say other than that it's still pretty much god eater i'm i'm enjoying it but uh if i were playing it alone i think i i would uh be a little a little less uh interested in it um I, i'm also playing with a different weapon type as well which is helping helping quite a bit um but where, what i really spent most of my time on this weekend was uh valkyria chronicles 4 i finally picked it back up um after after i don't know how many months it's been since i played valkyria chronicles it's it's probably been i think october was the last time i touched it maybe i was i got about 15 hours in which is not that far um i kind of walked away from it a little earlier than when i would originally or would normally walk away from jrpg i typically walk away from jrpgs about like 20 to 25 hours in uh even if i'm really enjoying it um i almost always want some kind of break from them though so i take a break and then usually come back for another 20 25 hours and then hopefully you know at that point either beating the game or i'm close enough to beating the game that i you know kind of force myself to finish it off even if i if i feel like kind of done with the game at that time um so I've been playing Valkyrie Chronicles 4. And I'm still just like, so I'd say about the first like five to t- 10 hours of Valkyrie Chronicles 4 um, is, is pretty much on par with like normal Valkyria Chronicles. Um, it's just like kind of like, okay, yeah, it's your, your typical term or, you know, mix of real-time turn-based kind of shooting and you have you know your standard classes that have been in the series since the first game uh and so what i think you really start to see in valkyria chronicles is that the mission objectives for each map uh tend to be fairly unique and as you get closer to like the 10 hour mark of the game you find that they actually start layering on a lot of new elements to the game and they happen they come really quick actually like you get the ability to um uh have ships that have different equipment on them uh once you start upgrading your your classes you can get the snipers to have like interception fire which so basically if anyone walks in front of the sniper the sniper will go ahead and take shots at them even if it's not their turn um that's pretty typical for most other classes in that game essentially if somebody walks within the shooting radius they'll they'll try to shoot them the exception being snipers and the rocket launcher guys um and i don't know if in the past snipers ever had that interception file fire uh at least in valkyrie chronicles one i know they don't 
I'm pretty sure they don't. It's been a long time since I played Valkyrie Chronicles one, and then in Valkyrie Chronicles two, there was like some some leveling paths for different classes for snipers. I don't recall there being one that has like an intercept option, but I I could be wrong. Um, so this is the first time I've really seen the intercept option with the uh, with the snipers. So I I'm I'm still trying to figure out like what kind of range that intercept has. You know, is it a typical range of a sniper, or if it's only if you know the the standard you know count counter range from like a, a scout or something, and they just um they just uh. It's just that the benefit is only so you can you can have some form of defense even if it's not at the same range as a sniper because the snipers actually have really long ranges in that game, um, which which it's actually kind of interesting because like in Valkyrie Chronicles two which was a PSP game, uh, I felt like at times the snipers could be overpowered in some of the some of the maps because. Um, Basically, uh, you'd end up in situations where the maps were open, but they were kind of small. So you could just kind of snipe everyone from your main starting point at times. Or or if you were able to get somebody in a, a, a position where there's like an advantage, a lot of advantage. Valkyrie Chronicles 4, the maps are pretty big. So even when the snipers get up somewhere high, there's a lot of times where the, the accuracy is a little... A little off um or not really a little off but things are just far enough away that even though they have really strong accuracy they still can uh miss fairly frequently so so yeah I, i'm really surprised just like how much of that game is built around the size of the maps like with the grenadiers which is new to valkyrie chronicles 4 they can basically like mortar enemies um from really far away and they actually have also have really far distance intercept options that can not only you know um you know, shoot at a long range, but also like launch over walls and stuff because you're not, you know, only relying on, on line of sight for that. And, and, uh, you as the player also has to watch out for that as well. Cause enemy grenadiers will also do the same thing to you. They'll start launching rocket or, uh, mortars at you. It's probably one of the most frustrating things about that game when you're playing. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, you're just walking and you just hear that. And like, Oh, I don't want anything to do with this and then it hits you although you can kind of you can kind of fudge it out sometimes if you like go to quit your turn while that bomb is falling you can kind of stop it and it's got a pretty generous time where it's like okay we won't deal any damage to you because you're technically in a menu so you can say i'm gonna end my turn and then you go uh no i'm not gonna confirm ending my turn so it just basically explodes in front of you and you're like okay i'm good um at least as far as i can tell that seems to be what, what's happening i don't know for sure maybe the maybe the actual blast radius is is fairly small when they're when it's like interception fire so story-wise it's going okay as well i, I kind of just got out of a part of the game where it's kind of like a a walk of death for a while there's probably a good like eight hour period where where everything just kind of goes bad um and and so all the characters are kind of like the, the whole thing is like oh we're out of supplies well you're kind of on the run so a lot of a lot of the missions are focused around you like trying to get to a different point on the map rather than like you know fight or hold something or destroy something you're just trying to get away essentially um which i like i, I that's something i really like about valkyrie chronicles 4 um is that just all the objectives feel really baked into the story in a way that i feel like valkyrie chronicles 2 never did and I, I can't recall for Valkyrie Chronicles 1s. I know there were some specific missions in Valkyrie Chronicles 1 where you're, like, chasing a car around in a city once and, and stuff like that. But I, I feel like a lot of Valkyrie Chronicles 1 objectives were pretty much kill everyone or destroy the thing. Which, Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is still a lot of that. But um, it, at least when you're doing that, it's usually like, oh, shoot this thing that's relevant to the story kind of thing. Um, 
or or there's there's additional layers kind of stuck on to to make it more interesting there's there's one where you're like you have to capture a base but at the same time you have to retreat once you're done capturing that base and stuff so so it's like more than just more than just oh i need to go do this i also need like an escape plan to get out of here and stuff like that none of it's like super hard or anything but it does add a lot of variety to um to the game i will say one thing that is kind of uh kind of easy about this game in comparison to what i feel like other valkyrie chronicles games were is because you have a lot of options at a range and also the uh the armored vehicles which used to take two command points so like each character every time you command them um will take one command point and that, that you have like a limited number of command points per turn which then you know determines how many moves you can make that turn the tanks at least in valkyrie chronicles 2 used to take two command points um and so so there was a lot of times where you want to be kind of kind of you know precious with your tank to make sure you don't waste any um any resources that you could be using with other characters so you'd you'd rather use if you need to go shoot something with like a rocket unless there was a benefit to using the tank it was better to use the the person running around with the the rocket launcher versus the tank kind of walking around but i I think i think i like that aspect of it though more where in valkyrie chronicles 4 the tank is just the same as controlling another character so it costs just one control point and it's just like you can just lay waste to some of the bosses that way. Uh, there was one tank boss earlier in the game where he was actually like super, super deadly. But basically, I just spent two turns where I sat there and uh, shot at him over and over again with my tank. And then eventually you run out of ammo. But if you have an engineer, the engineer has unlimited ammo refills as far as I can tell. So he would just go and I would just use the engineer to refill his ammo, heal the tank, and then make the tank shoot another like nine times. So a boss that was like, you know, supposed to take so many turns to beat, I just wailed on him for, you know, two turns and ignored the fact that everyone else existed and and just hoped they all survived. <laughs> so so I, I find that to be kind of a strategy you can do in this game. I did something similar. There's like these two girls that you fight at some point in one of the missions that I just did. And um and they're they're pretty fast and pretty high resistance, but um I basically use one of the grenadier people to sit there and just like launch missiles at <laughs> at them over and over and over again and then had an engineer give them grenades and be like, here, shoot your grenades, person. And so I just spend an entire t- turn bombing out these bosses to get rid of them and it just helped clear the field because those, those bosses are deadly if they start hitting you. Uh, I had one basically just walk up to my tank and then shoot it in the radiator with their weird crossbow looking thing. I mean, it's like an explosive crossbow. I don't really know. It was hard to tell because the camera was like on the tank and they're standing literally right on top of the tank. So all I just saw was their body like go under my tank and I'm like, ah boy. And then my tank just exploded into oblivion. <laughs> so so yeah, Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is a great game. I, I am super impressed with it so far. Um, I think the side stories, and I think I've mentioned this before, I think the side stories are a little weak compared to Valkyrie Chronicles 2. I can't put my finger on exactly why. I think that's just, it doesn't feel as like there's as much substance to it or as much buildup to these character progressions. Maybe because in Valkyrie Chronicles 2, you have to like grind out relationships with these characters and you got more story over time versus in this case, you just kind of do it all at once and then uh, and then those characters never interact again. Also, the, the side stories are like, the characters in the side stories are like in groups of threes for some reason. So there's times you'll get like a character that you've built up their relationship with that one character enough i assuming i'm assuming there's like some relationship meter in the background i really don't know for sure uh but you'll build up your relationship with them and then like you get the other two party characters to join your squad but like the relationship seems to only matter 
like to a certain degree as a like they have like a i think the relationship is like a group relationship between those three characters rather than just that individual character so you don't have to like love like play with all three of them so there's times you get like characters in in these stories that you've literally have only seen once where they're just like hello johnny john come to join squatty and you're like thank thank johnny john and then he sits in your reserves and then you get a, a story with them and then now that you finish the story you don't want to use that character at all because you want to build relationships with other characters so i think that's the, that's the biggest problem i'm having right now uh is just kind of that like uh that uh you know grouping of characters in a way that it's it's made it made some of the character relationships for me, at least in terms of a gameplay perspective, feel a lot less personal. But, you know, I, I think I think you could maybe argue that some people might feel the similar to, like, how Fire Emblem ha- handles leveling versus how Valkyria Chronicles handles leveling. Because Vi- Vi- Val- uh, Fire Emblem handles leveling on, like, a character-per-character basis, so you have to really play with individual characters to level them up, and so you care a lot more about their character progression at that point. Where Valkyria Chronicles, it's a class-based level-up system, so when it, when when ace or when your squat your squouts when your scout group levels up all the scouts in that group level up so it's not just uh so you can basically never use any of the scouts in the game if you really wanted to i mean i mean obviously there's story times where you want to and like strategy wise you'd want to use it as well but uh but yeah it's just kind of kind of yeah so that that was been, that's been my main focus this weekend. I probably put about like uh five to six hours into it. So so hopefully that's gonna be something I finish up here in the next month or two. That's my 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 hope. Crossing my fingers. That's gonna be be uh the goal. Um, what I also was doing this weekend was uh I was working. I was injecting Nintendo DS ROMs into um. Uh, Wii U virtual console ROMs. So I, I think I mentioned it before. I got I got a Wii U, I soft modified it, and now I'm gonna try to play DS games on there. Um so so that was actually a surprisingly it's always a scary process like soft modding a system. There's like a guide I was following, I think it's like called like Wii U homebrew or something like that. And the guy's just like, hey, do this in exactly this order or you could br- break your system, which I, I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, I'm not gonna not gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play it safe. So sometimes in the in the like installation process these files to soft mod the system it's like asking you to overwrite files and it's like i don't know if i want to do this or not the guy didn't specify anything about overwriting files but i guess i'll click yes so so you just go ahead and overwrite those files and hope it worked out and it, it mostly worked out so the only game i've tried on ds so far is fantasy star zero um i i had a rom already laying around for it that i was using for data mining stuff so i went ahead and just grabbed that rom and then uh converted it over and i tried two things one i just tried running it at normal resolution and as far as i can tell with fantasy star zero it seems to run perfectly fine if you run at normal resolution there may i I have to double check if this is also true in, in the normal resolution but there may be an issue and i've noticed this when i played uh fantasy star zero on an emulator in the past um there's there's an issue with like with the how the mouths line up on the character sprites and so like there's these gaps that appear in the uh between the sprites and the their mouth so you kind of get this weird like uh this like hole in the side of their mouth so so yes i started playing that a bit and then i tried doing it if you don't know you can actually in those ds uh, virtual console uh config files there's actually something called render scale which is apparently like lets you scale the rendering resolution of the uh of the system or of the the virtual console so i tried uh and, and i forget where the post it was somebody at some point messed with this and so there's a post out there about it and so i tried increasing it to to two times for for fantasy star zero 
And so um, so it, it works and it's mostly playable that way, but there are definitely like f- dropped frames and things like that. So in terms of like actually producing content using this Wii U, um, I probably won't do the render scale thing. I mean, A, it's inaccurate to how the game originally looked and B, if it's going to start causing issues like dropped frame rates and things like that, um, it may not be worth it in the end. Um, so, so I started, I messed with that and, you know, it's, it doesn't look as good as, um, like doing a three times or a four times scale on, on PC. If you don't know, if you don't know, you can actually do, um, like, uh, increase the internal resolution of DS games using, uh, PC emulators, which if you've never seen it before, I'll, I'll see if I can go ahead and find a link and also include my, my two times scale and also include, I have a say. I, I can include a lot of stuff that I've done with like this render scale stuff on the DS in the past, but there's actually a specific Idle Master one that I'm probably going to link in the in here to show because it really shows just like how much resolution matters um, between this Idle Master on DS and like when you run it run it through like a four times render scale, the character model looks completely different. One looks like a weird fish man or fish lady, and the other one is like a a proper idol master girl on screen so so yeah it's 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 interesting um i'm always a fan of you know making making uh you know low resolution games a higher resolution when possible i that's that is the dream for me i don't i don't have it i know some people are make, making indie games that are like you know playstation era looking and they're like making the whole blurry pixely resolution thing and i'm like yeah yeah, you could make a game like that. I like low polygon models, and I don't mind blurry blurry textures. I'm actually not a huge fan of like texture hacks for things like that, like Castlevania 64 texture hacks and things, because I think when it comes to the actual polygon and kind of the models, the lower texture, lower quality textures just kind of fit aesthetically better, um, because you know it just kind of it doesn't look weird that like the characters has like these super crisp you know defining features on their face, but then they're like still weird block people. Uh, maybe it's just a, 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 you know, a, something I have as, as like someone who grew up with those games or something. I'm not sure, but, uh, I, I'm always a fan of that kind of stuff. So I was really happy when I saw, I think it was Rune Factory 4 for 3DS is getting a Switch port. Uh, there's also some PSP game recently that's getting a PC port. And, uh, another game I saw that's coming out, um, or it was announced for an HD release was Alliance Alive, um, which is from the team who made, uh, is it Legend of Legacy? Legacy of Legends, something like that. It, it's like a uh, Saga-style um, 3DS uh, JRPG. So Alliance Alive came out pretty late in the 3DS's life. Maybe it was like 2015 or so. So they're actually porting it to Switch, PS4, and and PC. So I'm I'm I don't know if I'll ever play it, but I'm I'm really happy to see these games that you know get that are stuck on 3ds and stuff and on platforms where you can't really you know capture them and share them without you know emulating or going through some massive hoops seeing them get put out on on consoles that that really can you know show their visual visual i don't know visual quality is the right word fidelity but you can really see like how the character models and stuff like that and see like every bit of detail um so yeah i'm hoping someday you know we'll see you know a uh a console or like consoles or something that um that do more of that kind of uh internal resolution stuff um you know like how uh like maybe a good example is like how conquer's bad fur day looks on the uh uh what was that game called retro 
Rare Replay on, on Xbox One, you know, being able to see those old games just running in HD. You can def- definitely do it on, like, PC with emulators and stuff, but, like, having official releases that are done that way and cleaned up and, and you know, you can you can say, hey, this is an official version of the game that's going to run a specific way and the developers have QA tested and stuff. That's nice. Or even if, you know, maybe someday if FGP or FPGA gets us there where we can we can just like have a all purpose hardware that could that could do higher resolution for some of these older games. That'd be great. I don't know how unrealistic that is, but that is that is probably my dream. <laughs> um, um because you know, as much as I like playing Fancy Star Zero on on a PC at a high resolution, uh there's just still issues that come about playing that game. Even when I run at a normal resolution on a PC, I still have some problems where like the sound just doesn't sound right or whatever. I need to stop playing Fancy Star Zero. I literally have played like three, I think four characters on my US copy I got at least to level 60 and two of them are close to level 100. And then I also played the Japanese version where I got a humoral through the main story. She says so she's like level 30, I think, or something like that. And then on on PC, on emulator, I have a Hugh Newell that I'm playing. And and, and then now on my Wii U running Fantasy Star Zero on there, I have a Hugh Newell that I'm playing. A lot of Hughes. I think a Hugh is like, in terms of like the Hunter class in particular for Fantasy Star games, is always like the easiest like to get in and just enjoy if you know you're not going to like spend a ton of time playing this game versus like a, fo- a force. if It's like more of a commitment, I feel like. So, so yeah, more of that stuff. Otherwise, the, the only other news I can think of that I, I was kind of interested to see was uh, Gun Gun Pixie, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Gun Gun Pixie is coming to the uh, Nintendo Switch, which if you're not familiar with Gun Gun Pixie, it's one of those like, um, I don't know what you put them in, uh, arrow games or whatever, maybe that's what you would call it, um, where you're basically like this little uh, character that runs around uh, another character's room and you sit there and like you have to shoot their different body parts and stuff. Um, and then obviously it's it's made to be like lewd and erotic to some extent. But I actually like the aesthetics of the game quite a bit. You kind of you kind of it reminds me of like running around the Chibi Robo little house or something because you're like this little little pixie that runs around and you have like guns and you're you're basically running around this person as they do stuff in their everyday life and you have to shoot like specific parts of their body with your little pixie gun. And for some reason like weird blobs and stuff are like draining out of their not draining out but like like weird bob blobs and stuff like fall off their body and so you have to like evade these blobs that are you know dropping at you and like little little like heart and stuff that shoot out it's it's it, it looks silly and looks fun you know that's the, that's always the hard thing is like there's, there's an interesting like mechanic there to some extent like i kind of like the idea of having to shoot like specific parts of this giant's body essentially and and kind of like go around the room to figure out what what the best approach is it's basically like i think it's like head shoulders uh, nipple is one of them um stomach uh butt thighs legs and feet i think is where you have to hit them all so i don't know if it's any good it, it came out on playstation vita a while ago and i have one friend who enjoyed it um but i i don't know i, I didn't really hear too many impressions beyond that so so yeah, uh, and it's getting localized. I forget who's bringing it over. It might be the people who brought uh, Galgun over. Let me let me see, P Cube maybe. Yeah, P Cube. So so yeah, I might I might give that a look. We'll see. It's coming to PAL. Okay, it is worldwide. So it's coming to Switch and PC. But I'm gonna guess the Switch is the only only platform that has a physical edition. Maybe. Wait, let me look at this. Let me look at this picture real quick. Yeah, only Switch. It's kind of sad that um you know. I, I feel like 
especially with how the PlayStation 4 has been with like Sony, you know, force censoring games or, or, you know, in the case of like o- Omega Labyrinth, I think is what it's called, the Boob Labyrinth game. Uh, it sounds like they pretty much blocked its release entirely, or at least without, you know, if they didn't make adjustments to the game, they wouldn't be able to release it in the West. So I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe they'll uh, someday crop up another like physical market on PC. Like right now, like Gun Gun Pixies, it looks like there's only a physical for Switch. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Let me see if I can pull this up here and and, and check for sure. Good. The the page says error establishing a database connection, so we won't worry about that. But um, but yeah, I um, I hope there's like a growing space on PC where where people can make physical copies there because the problem with the Switch is that it doesn't have quite the power of you know a a ps4 or xbox one so like a good example is dead or alive extreme volleyball 3 scarlet edition or whatever it's like the ps4 version is the one that is the most heavily censored um but then the switch version's not censored and then and that but it runs only at like 900p where the ps4 version runs at 1080p I think it's like 900p, 30 frames per second on, on there. So, so yeah, I, I, I have no, no, no concern about Gun Gun Pixies running. Um, it is a Vita game originally, so I'd expect it to run similarly, if not better. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see a PC market kind of crop up around that stuff. So also speaking of physical, there's a Bloodstained Curse of the Moon physical copy coming or go, going up on limited run games this week. So I, I don't think I'll go for that. I really like Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, though. I don't know. I'm kind of mixed. The problem with Limited Run is that you have to really get in there to really get a copy, it feels like, and I'm not really someone who's w- w- willing to to do that. So, so yeah. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for coming. Um, I, I'm... I'm going to be, I will be here next week, but the week after that, I'm actually going to be out of town during the time that I typically record a podcast. So I'll have to figure out something for, um, for a podcast ahead of time. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know if you have any thoughts on, on a topic you'd like me to cover that may not be necessarily need to be timely. Just let me know and, uh, and I'll, uh, figure it out or, and I'm also open to guests coming on the show. Just, if you have a topic, you know, feel free to come, uh, just let me know and we'll, we'll discuss, have a chat and, uh, figure it out. Otherwise, um, in terms of, of this week's content, I think there's, oh yeah, there's more Zelda stuff going up from the stream. Um, um, Shaman King Master of Spirits is not this week. Sorry. Shaman King Master of Spirits is two weeks away from now. So, so we'll get there. I actually finished, uh, the gun gauge video incredibly fast. I'm surprised. It's actually a shorter video, but, um, but you know, it, it for, for getting behind on the Shaman King video, it, it was, it was good that this, this video came across really quickly. So hopefully that means I can go ahead and start working on the video after that, which is hopefully Castlevania 64. I haven't worked on the script since I last talked about it, um, which is, it's kind of a mess is, is the answer. Um, and, and yeah. And then, so, uh, one other thing, when I finish up spy fiction on stream, which I think is going to happen in the next stream or two. Um, or at least finish up Billy's story in spy fiction. Um, I'm also going to, uh, stream some of these Wii U, you know, DS games and, and see which ones work. And then, uh, and then, you know, see which ones might be a nightmare mess trying to get it to run properly. So, uh, we'll see. I'll probably stick to doing the one times resolution during the stream, just be to, you know, to avoid any kind of major issues. Maybe if, um, if people at the end vote to see something in, in two times resolution, we can, we can take a look at that as well. And it's not that hard to, to modify. It just takes, you know, 
a, a few more seconds. It's not as easy as doing it straight on the console or something like that. You have to go and like modify the configuration file and things like that. So I'll go ahead and do that. And then, uh, and then actually soon in the near future, uh, I actually ordered a Japanese PlayStation 2 from Vink. Um, so maybe we'll start looking at some Japanese PS2 stuff. I, I can. So what this does mean, actually, in addition, is that now I can actually run my uh, Japanese PlayStation 1 games into my FrameMeister because before, or through component into my FrameMeister, because before I had to use S-Video because my, only my original PlayStation had a mod chip in it that could run uh, PlayStation 1 games that were Japanese. So now that I have a PS2 that's Japanese, I should be able to just go ahead and... Um, and uh, run some PS1 games through there, which honestly looks so much cleaner than running through S-Video or something. Um, so, so yeah, so we may, we may do some stuff with that. I have a lot of Japanese PS1 games here. Um, so yeah, well, we may, maybe we'll spend some time with it. I always feel weird about Japanese games because, you know, I have a lot of patience for those on stream and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I, I know other people might not so much, but. Tiny Bullets is something I want to play sometime soon. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop talking because it's almost 30 minutes. Thanks for coming, um, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.